We are live. All right, all right, all right. Welcome, Rebel Nation. This is Andy McCabe. This is the Restoration Rebel Roundtable for April 15th. No, May 15th, sorry, 2018. Uh, and... Let's do this. Before we get started with every meeting, we read the four agreements, the four commitments, as it were. And here we go. Rebel commitments. In order to maintain clarity of purpose, we ask that every member of the rebel community make the following commitments. I thought somebody else was going to read this this week. No? We talked about that, but Travis is driving, so he's like, he failed. He's driving. Ultimate fail. That's all right. That's all right. It's always next week. Commitment number one, I will protect the value of my services. I will not devalue the services of another professional by providing anti-competitive bids. I will never provide free services as this would only serve to erode the value of similar services industry-wide. Commitment number two, I will practice incredible transparency. Oh, I'm over here letting people into the room now. Change my screen. Shane Olson, get in here. Parker Olson, get in here. Here we go. Commitment number two, I will practice incredible transparency. I will explain our processes and details to my client. I will never hide details or manipulate reports. I will never communicate with a third party without also communicating with my client. Commitment number three, I do not believe in competition. The restoration professionals in my market are part of my community. I will be an active member of that community. It is our unbreakable unity that will create the change we strive for. Commitment number four, I'm willing to walk away from any project, client, or contract that is not compatible with my values and stated mission. Healthy relationships do not require us to give up money, sleep, or our humanity. Kapaya, kabuya, or whatever they say these days, these crazy kids. Welcome, guys. Wow. Okay. Mr. Ryan David, get in here. All right. Who's here for the first time? Raise a hand. Shake your hand. Wiggle, wiggle, Nathan. Oh, I'm sorry, Michael Albert. Michael Albert, where are you at? Where are you from? Tell us a little bit about you. Uh, Wichita Falls, Texas. Wichita Falls. That's not Kansas? No, we actually have class down here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> got it. All right, what are, you, uh, what are you doing? Running a mitigation, full construction? What do you do? We are just starting the rebuild. We do full mitigation, certified mold in Texas, and janitorial for uh, same operation territory. We also cover part of Oklahoma. All right. All right. In the, uh, the tornado alley, as it were, yes? Yes, sir. Active season last season? Uh, not too bad. Had a little bit of tornadoes, but a couple trailers lost, nothing big. Uh, don't, they, don't they aim for trailer parks anyway? It's like, yeah. if you want a tornado, just move to a trailer park. You're going to see one. Right. What is it, a uh, divorce and a tornado have in common in Oklahoma? Either way, somebody's losing a trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. Welcome, Michael. Glad to have you here. All right. You're muted. Joe, I'm going to leave you unmuted. Just watch your language. All right. There are children in the room. I don't see any new, new, uh, Steven Slater. You've been here before. Oh yeah. Oh, Steven Slater, RSG, RSG's in the house. I sent over my first file. It wasn't a big one, but, uh, we'll see how that goes. RSG was a sponsor of, uh, one of the 
generous sponsors of the summit we had two weeks ago. They do uh, collection services, bad debt stuff. And I am excited to see what happens when we start going after this 10 and 10 that we gave away over and over and over again, but we still invoice for. That's going to be exciting. That's a little teaser for all y'all in the know. That's going to be cool. Uh, John Grubb is there. No video. Who else is here for the first time? Nobody? Oh, oh, what? Is that your, is that your CR, Mr. Olson? Mr. Parker Olson? Is that your CR? Holy smokes. How long did that take you? You were like, like six weeks from WRT to CR or some craziness. How long did that take? Yes, yeah, like 60 minutes. <laughs> no, somebody was messaging me telling me my colors on my wall were too bright. So I was just showing them this too because it's something they don't have. That's something you don't have. <laughs> you did, but you don't. Congratulations, man. I know that's a lot of, it's a lot of work. You dedicated a lot of time of your life. Uh, Certified Restorer from RIA is no joke. That is top, top, top of the industry type guys. Um, anyone else CR in here? I'm not. I'm, I'm pretty far from it. I think actually when I got my adjuster's license, they, they actually moved me back in line. Um, I'm just kidding. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> I've gone through the, the, what I needed to do. We've introduced new people. What else do we have? Uh, who's talking about uh, the leadership group? Is that me or you, Clark? Um, I can. I mean, I can introduce it and you can carry it on. How about that? Sure. Hey, by the way, I think David David Sweet is a CR, right? Maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, you were asking. So. He's, no, he's he wants smart. to be. Not quite yet. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, Danny Burnett's got his token. You know, I left yeah. – his chip. I left the uh, whole thing without a bag, so I got no chips. No so chips you put there. all your chips on black. Is that what you're saying? I did. Uh, I lost. Cool. It happens. Yep. Well, we so, have a newly formed leadership group ownership of the alliance: um, Clark Brown, Jonathan Grubb, Andy McCabe, and Joe Ledbetter. We are your leaders moving forward into the next year. And uh, we're excited to see what rolls out after that. Do you want to take it from there? Yep. Okay. I do. I'm sorry. I'm late. I was on the phone with Mr. Almarez on the way in. I'm going to um, highlight you. Here we go. Speaker view. You're Mr. Go. Mr. Almarez told everybody. Hello. Um, listen, so everybody that was at the summit and a little bit of the group we've referenced, um, there is such a thing now as air, the Alliance of independent restores. I want to start off by breaking that down real quick. Um, obviously, starting from the back, we are restores. That's the easy part. I want to focus on Alliance. Andy and I met a year and a half ago, 17 months ago, mm -hmm. and Alliance was what we always called this. It mm -hmm. was aligning. It was the Rebel Alliance. It Rebel Alliance. It yeah. was, and that's how the Rebels came about. So Alliance has always been part of the system. It's not going to be an association necessarily. It's not a organization. We will have organization and it's going to look and feel like that, but it really is an alliance because it's member driven and member populated. 
And then the most important word there that I think is going to be, number one, misconstrued a lot, but I think it really sends home what rebels are. It's independent. Independent does means nothing to do with color of your truck or your shirt. So it has nothing to do with your, your brand, whether you're on TPAs or programs or you get your business from anywhere. Independent means your business runs as an independent mindset structure. Yes, sir. So you independently have chosen to go to work for yourself because you probably worked for other people at some point and didn't like part of that. And you said, you know what? I could do it better. I could do it my way. I can serve people. So independent has zero to do. Um, I don't know what the opposite of independent is, but I'm pretty sure Andy, I'm pretty sure Andy could say it, but independent would be those that aren't here that choose. I can't be part of that group because you guys hate the TPAs. I don't independent hate is captive. You are captive to your mindset. You are captive to somebody else's rules. Yeah. I tell you this one, what you're not going to fit into air. If you call us and say, Hey, I got a call from a party that told me I couldn't be a part of the rebels because they would stop my business. Well, at that point, I'm sorry, you don't own your business. Mm -hmm. So that's not very independent to me. And that's not what I would call myself. So Alliance of independent restorers really fit. I don't know how many, Parker was involved with this conversation. I don't know how many variations that we went through and we always kind of came back to the same thing, didn't we? Yeah. Well, um, except for the, the red bearded pirates didn't make the cut. Sorry, Parker. <laughs> so yeah, red bearded pirate. That was part of it. Yeah. <laughs> He's not even listening. He's like, I think I heard my name. <laughs> so the re- next question is what is air and why does it exist? And I will tell you that we know a lot of the wine, but I think the rest, there's a portion of it that still isn't completely defined, but I know that we needed to legitimize this a little bit. Is that a word? Nope, but it's cool. I needed to make it legitimate or we needed to make it legitimate. It needed to be something beyond just rebels. Yes. Because rebels, the rebels in any kind of force were fighting for something and they were led by something. So this is, what did I call it? I said, this is like general motors but you can still drive a General Motors product, whether it's Chevy or something like that. So air air had to be formed so that we could start to do some new things and have a voice. We already have the audience. Now we need to put that into action. We need to quit talking on Facebook every day and we need to do something. Yes. And I think that's what a lot of people here have been asking for and waiting for. And, and as he mentioned it, um, people have come and gone in the rebel group since this thing started. Um, some have come and gone on their own. Some just don't have the bandwidth. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just talking to OP and OP said, man, I wish I had more time to do the things y'all do. He goes, but man, I've got 13 things going on at one time. So no harm, no foul, but we're committed to this. We've gone through a few different shifts in leadership and we have a couple different tiers of that. They're more like admin and moderators and all that's going to become very clear. But at this point, I think we have a very good board of four that is representative that all have this, all have the heart, all are doing this for, you know, just we're all restorers at one point, all have a story that brought us here. So um, that's what we are. We are air. So when someone asks, what is air? Um, we're going to get some logos put out, whatever you want to do with it. We're still rebels. Well, the but, local groups. So the local yeah 
groups are still going to be rebel groups. They're going to be Restoration Rebel meetups. We're still going to have Restoration Rebel roundtables. Rebels are not going away. We needed a, a different structure up above to handle stuff. Um, so, you know, up and well, this way, when we go to the RIA conference later this year, next year, and we, we get maybe invited to have a booth, it's going to be the air booth. It's yeah. not going to be the rebel booth because that's not going to be as welcome because people associate something with that group, that name that we are, which I'm not ashamed of it, but if we want to attract people, it needs to have people want to be informed with something official. And I think air, yeah, air is going to do that. And we've already, we get calls from industry leaders saying, we like what you're doing. So keep doing what you're doing. That's, what was that's my so, soapbox. Something so cool today. Oh, I was looking up, how long has this Facebook group been around? It's like, man, <laughs> it feels like two and a half years. So I go on there. I'm looking April 30th, 2017. Before April 30th last year, there was no such thing as a Restoration Rebel. But look what we've done in 12 months. 12 months. It's just amazing and and i I've, I've been bombarded some just by by some people we're not organized enough you don't have enough structure and i need to remember we're not that old <laughs> we we did there was 43 people that showed up in bend oregon last fall you know it, it we, these things will happen and they do happen but man i i'm excited i mean how how many of you just get excited just coming in and going ah I'm going to learn something today that I didn't know before. Or I'm going to get some, I'm going to take something out of this. I'm going to put it in my business and it's going to catapult my business to the next level. That, that's what I get excited about. That's what does it for me. John Grubb, you got another project? Are you working on that trailer again? Play, tell me you're not working on that trailer again. I'm, I'm working on the trailer again. <laughs> I'm, I'm furring out a wall. Do it. But I'm listening. Do it to it. All right. Andy, uh, sure. Randy Thomas on Facebook asked how many members we have. Anybody know off the top of our head before we left? 2401. 2401. Okay, thank you. Randy, if you're watching, we got 2401, bud. That doesn't show in the in the Facebook group? You can't just click on it? I don't know. I don't know, I don't know these things. Hey, Don. Welcome. Good to see you. I don't know. Uh, all right, so that's air. We took it in there, uh, that, and then that. Oh, we, uh, moderator admin. We need people to backfill those positions. Uh, over the last six months, I and, and we have put people into positions without asking first, so we're now going to do it differently. If you want an administrative role in air, in the Restoration Rebel group, not just the Facebook group. We're not just talking about moderating a feed here. We're talking about leadership, real administration. Get a hold of me, get a hold of Clark. And we will, we will figure out where the best place is for folks. Um, like last week, I already nominated three people to, to come up with the rules and the, and the kind of the framework for our regional and local rebel groups. Um, I volunteered them. They didn't volunteer themselves. So I'm not going to do that again. Um, so if you want to be involved in a meaningful way, um, our doors are open. Obviously, I, I know there, there's some people in this room I would love to see step up, um, but I'm not going to call. I'm not going to volunteer to anybody anymore. So is that fair? Well, I want to say this. We have some 
we have some people that have been with us from the very beginning that are in those roles and they, they are going to move up. So we're going to have, um, you know, what, with whatever they want to do. I'm sorry, I'm pulling my camera back up. So there have been, um, I'm looking at Bob and Christine Parker, um, David Sweet's been around. Everybody fits in a role. I think there's a national, a natural graduation of things, but, um, things are going to start getting really clear, really soon. But I want to say something because I've already gotten about 30 messages from people wanting to help out with things and volunteer. I promise, I promise that we're getting to it, but I, I need to like find a day and sit and pull those names. And, and um, I promise if you're putting your name in, you won't be ignored and I'll, we'll go over what needs to be done. So I just want to say that if I don't reply immediately, it's, only because I kind of run a little business too, just like you do. So I'll get to it. I promise. That's it. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Now let's get to the good stuff. Let's learn something today. Let's, let's bring up Mr. Joe. This Joe promised that this is the last time he's going to talk today too. Um, For sure. <laughs> he's got a good shirt on though. Dude, we've, I've been talking all day, man. My voice is already dead. <clears throat> ne- oh, let's give a, so next week we're going to hear from uh, Greg Sargent, uh, Greg Sargent Academy. He's he does uh, call conversion and and plumber marketing, uh, but call conversion is what we're going to concentrate on, capitalizing on the leads that you already paid for, you already got in the door. Uh, you just don't want your secretary or whoever answers the phone to scare them off. So that's going to be cool. Sweet. Um, well, again, the theme this month, guys, is sales and marketing, right? And uh, I think I've made it kind of pretty clear that the word is access. It's all about access, nothing else. And I think that I've been hopefully challenging everyone that's paying attention to try to find access some way, shape, or form uh, that you just haven't done before. And we've demonstrated a couple of ways on how access works. Got a lot of messages back from the members and viewers saying that really worked well. Thanks a lot. Mm-hmm. So I know that it's getting tangible for a lot of you. Um, So I want to continue the message of access through the rest of this campaign. And today we're going to talk about access to agents, adjusters, brokers, the other side of the insurance wall, right? So, and I'm not talking about TPAs. I'm not talking about um, um, buying relationships, right? Because we're not, we're not about any of that, but we're talking about how do you get access to get them. And I'm going to start with adjusters. Every single one of you deal with adjusters. If you're, if you're involved in the claims process, right. Or you have at some point, every time you meet an adjuster, that's an opportunity for a new relationship. Even if they're a dickhead, like they could just be having a bad day. Mm -hmm. I've met thousands of adjusters over my career. And I, I just try to be really nice to them. And I don't mean kiss their ass or, or, you know, coddle to them or discount your stuff, but just be like a human, like respect them. And I spend the time to understand what their needs are. And I just do their job for them, right? We've kind of talked about this before. You produce the document package, you write a true estimate and you, and you know, your company's margins, you know, where you have to get to. Okay. But you have to build that. Now, once you meet that adjuster, you now have access. But you have to figure out how to, how to open it, right? 
I often will offer to any adjuster. I don't care who they are, when I meet them. Hey, listen, if you ever come across a file and you need a second opinion, I'll be more than glad to give you a counsel. Like I, I genuinely will. And sometimes I'll do it for free. If it becomes repetitive, it could become a cost. I don't look for it for an exchange of work. That's not what I look for. I look for to build a, a professional image with that carrier and that adjuster. And I don't go in and undercut somebody's bill. Actually, just the opposite. Most of my comparable estimates are actually higher than the other contractor because they didn't know how to freaking estimate. Just saying. But I build that relationship. I create that access into, into them, right? And, and now, here we are a year later, two years later, you get a random phone call. Hey, Joe, I've got an issue. And they're asking you just to take care of it. They're giving you a job outside the program, by the way, happens every day. Uh, for those of you still getting program work. Um, uh, and you get this relationship, you have access to this adjuster, right? That's a really good way, an example, to get in with an adjuster. Is just be real and do their job. Make it simple. Be the professional. Don't be the arrogant asshole. Now, the next one, though, the next one is, is for you guys who like to chase a little event every now and again and like to capitalize when it really rains hard, and that's dealing with those cat adjusters. And we've all had the same issues, right? They're rolling out of Texas or the South or wherever you're from, and, and they come into your town, and, and some of them are total, like, jerks. Um, but I will tell you my experience, one out of ten are phenomenal. Like, they're awesome dudes. They're like, I can relate with them. They're real. They hunt, they fish, they're real, they're not pansies, right? And then you know what I do? I just ask them for the business, man. Like I just cut to the chase and, and, and I say, listen, you have 38 files. You can't give out the work. I am more than glad to ladder assist you on every single job for the next week. Cool? Like I'll take all your photos, everything. And, and you know what happens is they say, well, I got to do my own job, but you know, you were really professional. This customer was really happy, blase, blase. And, and now you're walking with that cat adjuster and you would try that on every single one on that event. And nine of them are going to tell you to go get bent, right? Because they're drinking the carrier Kool-Aid like it's, like it's nicotine and, and, and steroids. Like they're all over this stuff. But you're going to find the one who's just doing his job, right? Like who, who's just a good guy. And he's like, okay, well, someone's got to do the work. I'm not from here. And you seem honest. And, and there's the access into 10 more files, right? So access isn't always about a trick right or or a hack or technology access can be getting can be received right simply by giving by simply giving and being truthful with the process and being respectful and asking for the business and building and establishing rapports and doing the right things with your customers having the right company culture, right? Like having ethics and a moral compass actually gives you so much business. It, like it's, it's a ridiculous amount of business because it gives you access. Like that adjuster is not going to call you just because she thinks you're a good guy. Like she's judging the shit out of you, right? And she's like, the customer hasn't called me. The invoices are correct. Everything was good. They got it done in a week. Like so they trust you. Getting access to adjusters specifically is all about action. You show them that you can be what they expect. You show them that you can execute what you said you would. You just, you demonstrate, right? You act. And then, and then it comes from them, 100%. All right. So access isn't about a button sometimes or, or an innovative idea. Sometimes access is just being real. 
Okay. All right. Now agents, right? Um, Gary, I don't phenomenal content on access to agents, right? Like I don't even want to try to reinvent that wheel or say that I know something better. I mean, the guy's got a really solid message methodology and it works for like anybody who wants to apply it. No question about it. My methodology a little bit different because it's what I've always done personally. Um, and it, and it just seems to work consistently the best, right? Um, I use customer satisfaction forms to gain access to every single agent I want to talk to. That's it. And I use them repetitively until they finally say, sit down. I want to give you my business. And that sales cycle could take six months. It could take a year. It could take three months. It's all based on volume with the carriers and the region and the events. But there's a lot of variables that can accelerate that cycle. But ultimately at the end of the day, strap in for the long haul, but don't think go talk talk to an agent tomorrow and you got them, right? Get the access to the agent through his customer, through your customer referral. Get that customer satisfaction done every single time and personally deliver it right to the agent. Like, don't even think about anything else. Like, just keep it that simple. Don't walk in the door and give them your card. Don't walk in the door and ask for the business. Walk in there and say, hey, I serviced one of your customers. Thank you. They're very happy. And give them your satisfaction sheet. You don't have to know how to sell. You don't have to know how to negotiate. You don't have to know how to do anything other than hand over an envelope. And you do that enough times, I swear to you, I don't care who you are, what market you're in, that agent's gonna give you the opportunity to sit down and when he does, you don't shut up until you sell him. You close the deal, but you can get access to the agent, any single agent in this country. And I would any, let anybody challenge me to that. It's actions. It's taking the work product that you take so much damn pride in making every single day with your employees, having a customer documented on paper to say they're satisfied, and then just sharing that with somebody. Access to agents every single time. Again, guys, there's, there's nine ways to skin this cat. I know there's a lot of you out there that are practicing other methods that work for you, and that's awesome, and I support it, and I'm sure they work. I've personally never just tried them. I found something that's worked and maybe a bad habit, but I kind of just stuck with it. But access to agents is, again, through action. Action. You get this end result. You get this gift of the ability to talk to this agent because you just did your job right. Right? It's just action. Action equals access. All right. Next level access. Right? We're going up the food chain in the carrier system. It's the broker. I would have to just blindly guess that 40% of you that'll watch this video have never talked to a broker and may not even know their true role in the insurance process. And that's okay, fair enough. So for those of you who don't know, pay attention. For those of you who know, let's talk about how we get access to them. Let's talk about how we get to some serious, serious freaking decision makers. People that actually control the ability to, to implement things into underwriting and negotiate on higher levels than you could ever imagine. People that at a, at a mouse click can give you access to millions and millions and millions of dollars of business. It's not easy and it's not just going to happen. You do have to put action against it right so with that being said the best way that we found access 
to brokers is through commercial property owners. We approach a commercial property owner, we have a conversation with them, we engage them to do a disaster recovery plan, emergency preparedness plan, whatever you guys wanna call it, where you work or what you do. For us, it's a, a disaster recovery plan. And we execute that to our customers at no charge. It's very comprehensive, it's very efficient. Um, side note from the summit, we had some awesome guys there that actually have a software that that do this entire process of disaster recovery planning and like automate it for you and your customer. And um, we do it kind of manually in some respects. So I was kind of really excited to do that. And I have a demo set up. But anyways, we do a disaster plan. And here's what happens with that plan. It ends up on the broker's desk. That's what happens with it. I didn't know that. Like when we first did it, like it just happened. Never got a call. I learned it in hindsight. So several plans later, I finally get a call from a broker one day, introduces himself, and he says he's a broker. And I'm like, okay, this, I don't even know what this means, right? Like I, I'm clueless, clueless, okay? And he said, I'd like to meet with you in my office. I, you're here in Metro Detroit. I'm in Southfield. I'd like for you to come down and meet with me. I said, okay. He tells me it's about this client that I just put this plan together for. So I go over to his office and he looks at me and he goes, this is a really professional report. And I see that you've identified most, if not all of their liabilities, both with their inventory, their products, but their processes, their employees, et cetera. And uh, I'm just really impressed with this. And I'm just curious, what did you charge Mr. Smith? And I looked at him and I said, I didn't charge him anything. He looked at me and he goes, why didn't you charge him? I said, because I put him under contract that if anything ever happens to his building, this beautiful plan that you admire, I get to fulfill because who else would do it, right? Like why make a plan and not be the one who's actually gonna do it? It's kind of silly. That's just my opinion I'm planning, right? Like you gotta participate in what you say because reality is when the shit goes down, it never goes down how you plan, but that's why you gotta plan, but you gotta kind of figure some things out, right? So my assumption was I do it. And he like stepped back and he's like, well, okay. He goes, well, then we're gonna underwrite you in the policy. Again, guys, I'm clueless, right? Completely clueless what that means. And he says, that's what we're going to do. Well, a couple of weeks later, I get a package in the mail. And it's, a, it's a declarations page and I'm on it. And my customer that I wrote this plan's on it. I'm like, oh, whatever. Okay, cool. I'm just thinking like it's insurance for insurance, right? Whatever. Again, I just don't know. A couple of years go by, right? We keep repeating this process. I keep meeting more and more brokers, more and more brokers. And now I'm meeting brokers on like a weekly level. And now I'm not foolish because all of a sudden we had a claim and it was on one of those clients that we had a plan for that the broker put us in underwriting on. And I've never done a claim in my entire life where an adjuster did not physically show up on a commercial large loss claim ever until this claim. I kept requesting the adjuster for an adjuster to be assigned. By the third day, I'm on the phone with a supervisor at the desk and I'm like, listen, I don't think you understand. It's a $400,000 claim. I need a field adjuster here, like right now. And they're like, well, Mr. Ledbetter, we're looking at the policy and you're, you're, fight, you're first mitigation responsible. I know, that's why I'm here. Well, you're underwritten in the policy, sir. So like, you just have to document what you're doing and report back to us. It's magic. <laughs> I'm like, um, um, could you um, say that again? Yeah, no, I understand that. I get that, right? Like, I get that. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that you weren't sending somebody. Are we good? Because I just need to keep moving forward, right? I hang up the phone and I think I just like 
crap my pants, right? He's like, <laughs> write your own check, basically. What does that mean? Like, I don't get it. I'm, I'm still like, I, I don't know what to feel, okay? So we execute the job. We document it like everything. We get done. We put our document package together, and I send one email. I get a phone call a day later, a couple of simple questions. Two weeks later, a check shows up in full. In full. I didn't ask any questions, right? <laughs> like, I'm not asking any questions. I still don't understand what just happened. At least on the way to but, the bank, no questions. Right. I, I still don't understand what just happened, okay? We process everything. I called a broker up, and I said, hey, I just want to give you an update. The claim was this. This is what happened. Everything was handled. They've been in business. The broker is like, listen, the carrier was really happy, very impressed with the paperwork. Oh, I said, that's great. That's great. And I said, so, and I asked him, I said, why didn't they send an adjuster? And he goes, because you're underwritten in the policy. Like you have a legal obligation to do that. Wow. Like you, you're there. I, they're, they're telling the customer that you're part of the insurance policy some way, shape or form, right? Like it's, it's part of the conversation. Wow. And the light bulb went off and I finally got it and I understood it. And I swear to you, I spent like the next two years focusing on just that task of meeting as many brokers as I possibly could. Right. And to establish that, that ability to have that authority on a claim to get first notice of loss and actually bill it appropriately and professionally and with the customer's intent to keep them in business. Right. Mm -hmm. So like we'll mobilize in temporary. It's about business. Offices. Cause at that point it's business. It's about business interruption. It's not about right. the loss. Exactly. It comes down to what some of us may still not understand in the industry that the larger value of the claim that the carrier has to pay is not what they pay us to fix it. It's all the administrative costs and the back end costs and the claim supporting costs, right? To manage the entire claim. So like this process of having a plan actually eliminated like 60% of their overhead on the backside of the claim. So the carrier is like, dude, we don't care if you charge extra hundred grand, like we're saving. Now they don't obviously say that, right? And they really don't think that, but they're saving uh, so much money by having this automated process. It's like the key to the vendor program without all the minutia. It's right. dedicated, it's consistent. Okay, so access. We knock, we knock, we used to knock on doors, right? And say, hey, we'd like to give you a plan. And you know, we got like no responses, one out of maybe 20. Last week we talked about social media, getting access right through social media directly to owners by massaging pain points. That's how we get to our commercial clients today to be able to present these plans and everything still works. So access again is action, right? It's doing a plan, giving, like pay attention, giving, okay? And then executing the conversation with the powers to be once you get to that next step. That's the broker. After that, Yes. Now you have to maintain that client. Like we didn't get into that whole conversation of how you nurture that large loss client over mm -hmm. the next X. The conversation is about action equals access. So the past couple of weeks, guys, we just talked about access. Today is really about actions. I challenge all of you in your own businesses, in your own environments, in your own markets to act, to look for access. Like there's relationships that you can establish and people and revenue sources that can come to your business that you're not realizing that you're not thinking about today. So I want you to act. I want you to have the mindset of trying to, to give something, whatever that is of value to the next person and gains of access to what they may have a relationship or connection, whatever it may be. And watch how that changes your culture. Watch how that changes 
way more than just your sales. Nice. Hey, would you uh, you be willing to share that customer satisfaction form? Inquiring uh, minds want to know on the Facebook. For sure, sure, sure. Five hundred dollars a copy. <laughs> PDF. Yeah. No, listen, and for all you that, I mean, well, listen, there's at least a thousand of you that I've talked to at this point on the phone, right? Like, so anybody that knows, direct message me, I'll give you my cell phone and I'll make the time for you. Um, you know, I'm all about just helping you guys. So anyone had any questions like that, we can take it offline as well. Perfect. But action equals access. Let's not mess around, Rebels. Action Thank equals you. access. Steven, did you have a an agent success story for us? Can you, are you... Would you like to tell us? Great one. Tell us, Stephen. I actually have two of them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh oh. The first one. Tell the the second squirrel that that fell off the wheel to generate the Wi Fi to get back on the wheel. There there we go. Sorry. Can you hear me? Yes. (laughs) Can you hear me? (laughs) Got it. Yes. So. The first encounter today was accidental. And I kind of put a little video earlier up today, but I actually have a insurance, local insurance agent that is named Trevor Martin here in Conway. Well, one of my squad rebel guys from Colorado is named Trevor Martin. From Abbott's, yep. I actually added, yeah, I added Trevor Martin, the insurance agent, to my Bravo Squad PM group <laughs> on Facebook Messenger no, you... two weeks ago. <laughs> so we're going back and forth about how great the conference was and, man, we love restoration. And so he, he PMs me today and says, hey, I've got a client in your area. Would you like to go to his water damage and give him a price? I'm like, Trevor from Colorado is giving me work in Conway, Arkansas. This is great. (laughs) So he goes, yeah, I've got a bunch of clientele that is underwater in Faulkner County. I'm like, wow, Trevor Martin, Colorado must have a lot of guys that are rich that have houses in Conway. Ain't that the truth? Well, I looked at his profile. I said, something's wrong here. So I looked at his profile, and it's my local insurance agent that I have no idea how he got on my Facebook, much less on my Facebook Bravo page. So I apologized to him. I said, man, I don't know how I got you that page because I took off. I said, look, I'm going to private message you. I'm sorry this happened. He goes, no, I've been enjoying it. I don't know how I got on your page either. He's just been lurking. He's just been watching so the conversation. Back, yeah. We're going back and forth. He goes, yeah, I've got a couple of clients. I gave, you, I gave him your name. You said it was okay to do that. And, man, I've got some other clients. I said, look, you want to come by my shop? You know, I'm, I'm just down the road from your office. He said, what about tomorrow? I'll stop in. I want to see your setup. I want to see what you can offer. I want to see what you can do for my clients. Wow. So the second guy, I did a client three weeks ago. The lady paid my QuickBooks invoice and never thought anything of it. The guy today says, hey, 
would you like my Facebook page? I said, yeah, I like it. Matter of fact, thanks for letting me do your client's house three weeks ago and allowing us to step in on your behalf and assist you taking care of her needs. He wrote back and said, thank you for taking care of my client. And I offer services to other clients that he has. And he's so here's two agents, two local agents, different insurance companies. One, one is an independent for Farm Bureau. The other one is just an independent that writes. He has over 100 different underwriters that can write insurance for his company that he, that he networks with. So I don't know what they're going to turn out to be. I've got an appointment tomorrow with one of them that is already, he said this, he said, I am looking for a reliable, and he said this on purpose, I believe. He said, I'm looking for a reliable restoration owner for Faulkner County that I can give business to. That's what he said. So by accident, he got on my Facebook page because I thought it was somebody else. And lo and behold, it just fell into my lap today. That's awesome. I love it. That's an, that's an awesome story. And I'm going to tomorrow accidentally like connect with a whole bunch of agents <laughs> on my Facebook. That's an awesome idea. Congratulations, Stephen. That's a phenomenal story, dude. That's great. Good luck. Good luck the with same that thing works with LinkedIn as well. I mean, I, I'm a LinkedIn connection whore. Real, I mean, I will connect with anybody. You got a face, I'm connecting, right? I'm, I'm accepting your invitation. Uh, but I have put out content and put out content, and then I'll get, I'll get pinged by somebody that I had no idea they existed. But they're somehow in my 9,500 connections on LinkedIn, and they respond because I put something out there that, that touched them somehow or, or you know, it touched a pain point that I didn't know they had because I didn't even know them, but they knew me and they saw the stuff. So, and how much of this, how much of this would come out of your standard program protocol? None, because agents don't exist in a TPA. Agents don't exist in a program. We, they don't want us to know they exist because they don't want these relationships to be connected. They, the TPA or, or whatever program wants to be in control. Right. And this is, this is how we get around that whole thing. We make our own relationship. Mm-hmm. You got something to add? So I've got another one. Oh boy. Just remembered. That's like Just extra remembered. credit. I throw this out there. So I get almost all of them. I've been doing six. I, I wouldn't be able to do it any other way. Oh, you get, I'm sorry, Parker, you stepped on Steven, but you get all, most, of, most of your referrals from agents? Yeah, I think my internet's sucking here, so I don't know if you guys can hear me or not, but I yeah, I, I get almost all of my business from agent referrals, and uh, I couldn't imagine it doing it any other way, to be honest. The agent referrals are, once you're in the customer's house, you're already basically sold by the agent. Um, and if you can build that relationship and, and be a tool for them, then it makes everything go super easy. The adjuster can't come in and say, Hey, use our preferred, preferred vendor. You are the preferred vendor. Exactly. It makes the whole sales process of, 
of every step along the way just tons easier. Well, you once you do a couple and they have you have that comfort level or they have a comfort level with you, you're pre-sold, man. I mean, it's yours to lose. Yeah, your internet does suck. There he is. Oh, there he is. All right, Stephen, you got one more story. You can have. You can have so, two. I do. So, thinking about insurance and insurance agent, into business with this one on uh, local agent for six years now, Janet, and uh, so now he's doing my restoration business insurance, and so. This past weekend, he said, hey, man, our work's done a long weekend oh, I'm sorry, Stephen. It's just not working. Uh, it's, you're, I'm going to get Tourette's here. I'm sorry. Um, I got something to say. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Clark. I'm uh, sorry, Stephen. Stephen. Let's, let's carry that on when we – Yeah, Stephen, when you get to the – you're frozen right now, Stephen. Yeah. That's the that's the least you've ever said ever. I'm kidding. <laughs> I want to point out the power of um, of the group. This morning, a member of this group made a post that he was at a very large loss, and I don't see the final count, but I want to say forty or fifty comments later, everyone jumped on top of it and helped him out in every way they could. Um, now, I don't know if the results are going to be the way they should be, and I have something to say real quick about that, not even bashing the person, but I will say the amount of caring and giving, and some of these names, I don't even know who they are. I don't know if this person knows who they are. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I'll, I'll, I'll say this, and I want to say this with all the love, and I've been, I've been holding this in all day because I want it to come out right. Um, you can do more harm trying to jump into something that you shouldn't than doing. Than, it's just Facebook is not going to, you can't run your business on Facebook help. I'm sorry. We are here. Yeah. <laughs> we are support. We are an alliance and we are here, but you've got to, you've got to understand that you just can't, you don't jump in the deep end when you don't know how to swim. Because the life vest that I can throw you, it's going to take you two days to get there. It's and not going to get there. Yeah, it's not going to get there. And and I want people, I want people to take risk and I want people to gamble, but not at the peril of of themselves and their company and 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 honestly our our industry. Um, that's uh, I, I and this is near and dear to me because I've seen this happen and I've been in these shoes and I I just I wanted to you know I personally wanted to jump on a plane and get there, mm. but that's not, that's not going to work. And nobody comes to save us when we are into something. It's, it's okay to mess up and failure is okay. But, um, it's, these are the kind of lessons that we talk about that cost us a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. And, and I think Andy said at one time, it's FOMO fear of missing out. There are some games that you say I would win more by not playing than actually playing at all. But, um, again, I hope that, this person doesn't feel like I'm attacking them because we all did what we could. And I think that the results from looking at the last couple of posts, I think it started to kind of maybe write itself. And I, I think there might be a good outcome, but I'll tell you what, it was an Oh shit moment there for if, a while. If you've never handled 
a multi-unit, multi-story water damage loss, don't go to Facebook for help on how to handle that loss. Uh, it just, I, I read that today. And I'm like, I was just like, like what, what are we supposed to do? I mean, I'm supposed to reach through my screen and, and, and do something for you. I, I, there's so there's, we're talking about 10 years of education and learning and hard knocks that, that someone is expecting to get through a Facebook feed. Just can't do that. Can I talk for a minute about just, just, just for the sake of lessons learned here, just what the negatives can be on something like this. And I'm sure there's a lot of people, Scott Peterson's here, Jeremy's done some large losses. When you step into that league, when you get out of the triple A and maybe step into the double A, um, there are big sharks there that are willing to – there are people that will show up and pounce on you. This particular situation was caused by a plumber who was trying to push his own relationship restoration company on there. Then mm-hmm. there's going to start to be adjusters that show up that have a Rolodex full of the Belfours and the big guys and the, and the color guard. Um, there wasn't a lot of equipment there. So somebody comes in and says, you've been here a day and you've got three fans on three floors. Um it can really set you back in your area if you're trying to brand yourself as a responsible and sometimes responsible. And again, I don't mean to be, this probably sounds like it's piling on, but man, if we don't find something good out of this, the lesson learned, um, what that means is find another partner in your neighborhood. I know that guy has exactly. six or eight rebels within 30, 40 miles of him. And in some days that's a big problem, but today it would have been a big help. They would have been help. Yeah. So again, I think it turned out really good and I'm, I'm really kind of caps off my day um, that it did. But I, I tell you um, it was a, it was a long one and I'm sure imagine for them, somebody's got their hand raised too, yeah, by the Mr. way, Mr. Peterson, Mr. go ahead. Yeah. Peterson. I forgot to put it back down. Clark hit it. Um, you know, that's what I was going to say is when we ran into large losses that we'd never been before, there's a million companies in your area that will help you out and split it 50-50, and 50% of the profit is better than losing your ass Even if and you give losing your reputation to where you never yeah. will get another large loss in that area yeah. again. Give them 80%. It doesn't matter. It's the cheapest education you're ever going to get. And give them 50%. Had ah. <laughs> <laughs> a kid. Californian. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. Uh, I'm glad it turned out. I, I, hope it, I hope it does turn out. I've seen... I've seen more harm than good come from these situations. Um, and, and a lot of it has to do with being able to let go, right? Oh, you got this lead and you, uh, you start spending that money in your head that you think you're going to make uh, on day one and day two. And you forget about the little things like, I don't know, a contract um, or I don't know, do I have enough equipment to handle a, a loss this size or I even know how to locate a 5,000 CFM desiccant. Uh, just a lot of, a lot of stuff that we just, uh, we can be a lot of help here at the Restoration Rebel Facebook page, but we can't be that kind of help. Um, I hope it works out. Yep. Build those relationships now. I mean, the largest loss that we got, we, we built a relationship years before that happened. It was just somebody that had the large loss equipment and we built it strategically. So, either one of us was able to respond and lock it up before anybody else. And then we can still tag team and get it done. Yeah. 
And that's the trick. You got to stake it. You got to get equipment. You got to get, you got to get cost plugged in so that you've got mobilization covered because nobody wants you to demobilize and pay for somebody else to ship a desk. And he ended up getting a 5k. So he got a 5k coming there. It's all got lightweight gypsum concrete, all that's, you know, need to be dried for, and that's not a three day drive all the way. We did, we did say this would not be a three day drive, but, um, but he got a desiccant, and um, I think he needs to get some rental fans and some axials to support it. But end of the day, good good thing. But um, but uh, we're probably at an, over an hour now. I, mean, I don't have anything else. Daniel, you Burnett, you got anything? Anyone have a uh, uh, an agent <laughs> success story? Yeah. Besides Parker, which we all know. I mean, those gingers are just overachievers anyway. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> how, about a, how about a squad story anybody oh, yeah. started who's, who's had a meeting who's had a meeting yeah all right bob and christine how'd that go they're they're ready for bed they are like midnight there listen we moved from outside to inside now we tore our room apart it's been a disaster all day <laughs> We did it. Actually, we had a meeting today. There was um, Stephen Ardeno and Sarah Conley. Mm-hmm. It was good. Um, we had a couple of uh, goals to hold each other accountable for. So Good. Um, we're going to move that from, It was, was it on a Zoom meeting? Yeah? No, we ended up doing it on the Google Google Hangouts, yeah. I think we're going to move everybody to Google Hangouts. Yeah. There Google Meet, whichever. There were there were logistical problems with Zoom, and I can't I can't access to let everybody into those because we have to be the host as the subscriber. So Google Meet is I dropped the link into every squad, and I know people are going to oh. be asking about squads, but Google Meet you set it up yourself. It's simple. It's one click. There's boom, boom, go. Okay, perfect, perfect. All right. Any uh, last words, Danny? It looks like you came forward to the camera, Mr. Burnett. You're like, I'm going to say something. A great book. Just a oh. phenomenal book. That, that yeah. should be required reading for, I don't know, all of us. Danny's been, Danny's been dropping quotes all week of that book in the group, and it shows, it shows the architecture that goes into the claims management process. It's, yeah. it's they it's hired McKinney. A, a multi-billion dollar back in the ni- uh, mid mid two thousands, Danny. Before after Katrina is when they really started it. Danny's not one to talk today. So. Yeah, and the uh, the most important thing to know about that book is the McKinsey report. Mechanics are breaking down. Actually, they already are broken down. Um, the next iteration of the insurance world is going to be vastly different than these legacy carriers. Um, I think Sean Ivory is trying to get a word in wedge, edgewise. Is that is that what I'm hearing, Sean? Yeah, yeah. I have a story uh, from last week. Yeah. Um, in January, to the big freeze that we had, we got a big restaurant down in, in Jersey City, and we we partnered with another company in the group. They went to do the job. And last week, when I'm on vacation, um, one of my manager and another guy from the other company made that insurance broker the first job. And now they're opening us. Uh, they they kind of connected with a bunch of uh, other brokers. 
and the open uh, open for us the entire network. That's awesome. And I was not even there, so this is the best part. <laughs> right. Access. Nice. nice. I love it. Access. It was a good story. Uh, well, we are up against time. I am. Can I say one thing? No. Okay, yes. Fine. Who's that? Um, Grub? It's, it's Grub. It's Grub. I just want to say um, many of you are our most engaged uh, members of the Facebook group. And, and I want to say thank you for the excitement and just the continuing of, of what we felt during the summit in, in the last 10 days or so. I, I felt like we kept that, that momentum going uh, last week and, and into this week. And then personally, I, you all could tell I, I had a, a pretty rough Saturday at the summit and mm -hmm. I can't, I can't tell you the number of people that, um, you know, came up to me in person or sent me a message of, of encouragement. And it, it really meant a lot to me. So, and as an update, I'm, uh, I'm going to be seeing a specialist on Friday and trying to get, uh, trying to get my health back in order. So if you pray, appreciate your prayers, but otherwise I, I really appreciate every one of you. Mm, had a kid, had a kid. Yeah. I, I didn't know how to finish your presentation that you started. So I'm me, glad. Me either. <laughs> I'm glad the stellar, stellar folks stepped in and, uh, and rescued it. Um, I yeah. still want to see that PowerPoint that you didn't get a chance to finish. So it's, it's coming. I'm going to, I'm going to be recording the entire presentation in modules. So they're, they're really easy bite size, like seven to eight minute, um, how to's Perfect. And I'll be pushing that out in the next two weeks. Perfect. And all Alliance members can see it. So until next week, you know how to reach us. You know how to find us. Don't forget about each other. Reach out, lift each other up, keep the, the positivity flowing, and um, and just uh, just be cool. You guys, I love you guys. I love this group. I'm I'm very happy you're here, and uh, have a great week. We'll be in touch next week. Bye,